Amen. So I'm going to bring a message to you this morning called Developing a Vision for Increase. Seems like you just heard a lot about that, but there is more. Amen. Amen. So let's look at Genesis chapter 1 and notice verse 26 through verse 28. It says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, that word fruitful in the Hebrew is be increased, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Amen. And so you see the principle of vision and you see the principle of increase throughout the word of God. You see, God spoke to Abraham when he was Abram in Genesis chapter 12 in verses 1 through 3. He said to him, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. How many know sometimes God's get us, got to get us out of some places before we can see some things? And from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now I specifically like verse 2 in the Amplified Version. He says, And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of what? Everyone say, increase of favors. And he said, I will make your name famous and distinguished, and you shall be a blessing, dispensing good to others. So when Abram was 75 years old, he obeyed God. He went out into a country that he didn't really know anything about, which tells me you're never too young, you're never too old for God to speak to you and move you along the path of increase and move you along the path where you can be a dispenser of good to other people. And we see in Genesis 13 now how that he worked with Abraham's vision. And the Lord said, verse 14, after Lot was separated from him, lift up your eyes and look. Lift up your eyes and look. From the place where you are, north, south, east, and west, for all the land which you see, to thee I'm going to give it, and to thy seed after thee. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So that if the man can number the dust of the earth, then shall I seed also be numbered. And so he's getting Abram to get a vision. Look at the sand. Look at the stars. Everything that you see, north, south, east, west, is yours. Would you not agree that Abraham is giving, getting a vision? And the word of God is designed to give you a vision. What is it that you see when you lift up your eyes and you look to Jesus? What is it that you see when you look into the Word of God? i tell you what, when you lift up your eyes and look to Him, you ought to see peace. You ought to see righteousness. 
You ought to see healer. You ought to see provider. And I believe with all of my heart that God is calling each and every one of us in this house today and those of you that are watching online to come up higher and higher and to develop a great vision for increase. And this is in many areas of your life individually. It could be for your family. It could be for the health of your family or your own health. It could be for strength along the way to do the will of God. It also could be for the wisdom of God. It could be for provision. And when we look at the vision for the church, Pastor Brenda said such a wonderful job. How about an increase of salvations in this place? How about some harvest? How about an increase of people serving? Knowing God, finding freedom, discovering their purpose and making a difference in their world. How about that we reach the nations stronger than we have ever reached them before? Amen. A strong youth ministry, a strong children's ministry, increasing more and more on every front as a church so that we can make a huge difference in this Bay Area. Oh, glory to God. And that's just scratching the surface of all that God wants to do in your life and in our church. Amen. I didn't say this is Pastor Brenda's in my church. This is the church of the living God. We are part of the body of Christ and every one of us are partners in it. And so just like God gave Abraham a vision, he gives his seed vision. In, in Galatians three thirteen and 14, it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Notice verse 14 and read it with me. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through what? How do we tap into Abraham's blessing? We tap into Abraham's blessing through faith in God. Amen. Now notice in verse 29, it says, If you be Christ. How many of you are Christ's? You belong to Christ. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. If you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed. And what? Oh yeah, I'm an heir. You're an heir according to the promise. You're an heir according to what God spoke to Abram. He said, you shall be a blessing dispensing the goodness of God to other people all around you. Woo! Glory to God. I ran into a, a, a couple of verses of scriptures years ago. We were attending uh, the week of increase down in Branson, Missouri. Brother Keith Moore is one of the best teachers in the body of Christ. And he ministered on Abraham. And I want to show you this from Isaiah 51, verse 1 and verse 2. It says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness. That's you and that's me. You that seek the Lord. Look unto the rock from whence you were hewn, and to the hole of the pit whence you are digged. Verse 2. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah that bare you. For I called him alone, and blessed him. And what did he do? 
he increased him. Now notice in verse 51, these are mining terms. The rock where you were hewn from. He's talking about the shaft, if you will, or the vein that you were cut from. How many of you have ever heard the phrase, we've been cut from the same cloth? So what God is speaking to us today is it's talking about a spiritual mine shaft. Did you know that our faith comes out of the same vein as Abraham? In Galatians 3, 7, we don't have it there. It says, for you are all the children. Uh, therefore, knoweth ye therefore that you which are of faith are the same of the children of Abraham. I like it. Say with me, I'm cut from the same rock. I'm cut from the same faith vein. And did you know that your faith is more precious than diamonds? Your faith is more precious than gold. Faith is precious to God. Without faith, we cannot please God. But aren't you glad we have faith? Aren't you glad you have a measure of mountain-moving faith? And because you do, you're a faith talker, you're a faith walker, you're a faith believer, and you are a faith receiver. Just like Abraham. And so vision is vital for you and I to experience increase. We're talking about vision. In Proverbs 29, 18, he said this, where there is no vision, what happens? The people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Let me just read to you a couple other translations. One says, where there is no vision, the people live purposeless and meaningless lives. Another one, where there is no vision, the people have no sense of direction and they lose their reason for living. You see this all around us. We see a a generation of visionless and hopeless people. God is a God of vision. And He can put vision into their lives. God is a God of hope. And if you have lagged a little bit in hope, if you've kind of just thrown your hands up and said, there's no use, there's no way, I dropped by this morning to encourage you. And I want to tell you this, that God is a God of hope and that He loves you and He's for you. And if you will make yourself available to His Spirit and to His anointing, He can infuse hope in you. He can infuse vision into you. I want to tell you, it ain't over. It ain't over. Don't say it is over. Don't believe it is over. Today is a new day. It's a new season and it's a new beginning. In Jesus' name. Another translation says, where there is no vision, people become lazy, dissatisfied, and sluggish. Still another says, where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint and become undisciplined and unproductive. Remember, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful in your home. Be fruitful on the job. Did you know God's got so many different ways to see to it that your needs are met? Oh, God, open our eyes that we may see your big picture for our lives. 
So what is vision? Well, the word vision in the Hebrew simply means to see. It's the idea of having an image so sharp and so clear that you're able to picture something in your heart and something in your mind. I like to say it becomes like a window of light. Windows of light. To where the entrance of the Word of God that you get from the Bible gives light. How many of you have received light from the Word? You're seeing things you've never seen before. Do you remember the first time that you saw that God wants you well? Do you remember the first time that God says, you're right with me? And you're the righteousness of God in Christ? That was a window of light so you could see how God sees you. But windows of light not only come from the Word of God, but windows of light also come from the Spirit of God. You know, the Spirit of God can show you things to come. The Spirit of God can bring all things to your remembrance. The Spirit of the living God who lives on the inside of you is your counselor. He's the one who gives you wisdom. He's your strengthener. He's the one who gives you strength. He is your intercessor. He is the Holy Ghost. And you know what? If you'll fellowship with Him, and you conf- and if you will commune with Him, whoo, man, you talk about the eyes of your heart being enlightened. And you'll have an enlargement of your heart. No longer will you be restricted by what you can do. No longer will you be restricted by how you can work things out. But when windows of light come your way, there comes an opening in your heart. There comes an enlargement in your spirit to where you can see the exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Because the power of God is working in you. Oh, lift up your right hand and say, Lord, I'm asking you for windows of light. Through the Word of God and by the Spirit of God. See, when a window of light comes, it's kind of like you say, Oh, that's it. I can see it. I know exactly what I'm supposed to do now. I know exactly how I'm supposed to do it. And when those windows of light enabling you to see occur in your life, the next thing you need to be looking for is doors. Glory to God. Jesus is the door. Jesus is the door. And He'll show you the door and which one to walk through. But oh, thank God, that's not all that can happen in our lives. When we get windows of light, we see doors of opportunities. Oh, folks, there's opportunities everywhere. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell God short. Don't limit God. He's a big, 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 big God. He is God. He's the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. And He lives on the inside of you. He's a big God. He's a good God. He's a God of abundance. His name is El Shaddai, the God who is more than more than more than enough. Hallelujah. And he's still on the throne. Just make sure that he's on the throne of your heart. And you're not allowing other things to squeeze him out of your life. 
Oh, let the king of glory come in. Let the king of vision come in. Whoo, hallelujah. So there's windows of light. There's doors of opportunities everywhere. Hallelujah. But it doesn't stop there. There's also streams of provision. I didn't get a big enough amen on that. There are streams of provision. One thing for sure, He is our source. But He has many streams that He can flow through. You just follow after the peace of God in your heart. He may have you start a new business. He may have you buy some homes in another state. Whatever He says to you, do it. Because those streams of provision can come into your life, blessing you, blessing your family, making sure that you have more than enough, and then being a great blessing to those around you. Oh, somebody said amen. And I love the offering today because what Brenda said in the offering, she saved me 15 minutes on my message. You ought to thank you for that. But she was saying in that message that God is increase-minded. It is God's will for all of us to experience increase. He's mindful of us. We are on His mind. And what we need to do is get Him on our mind. You see, God wants you and I to become increase-minded. And so one of the questions that is often asked in messages like this, when you talk about vision, okay, I see it, I know that it's God's will, but how am I going to become increase-minded? Well, one way that we become increase-minded is go to the Word. Go to the Word. What did Joshua, God spoke to Joshua. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein, how often? Day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Now notice the rest. For then. For the, not before then. For then. For then is after you've meditated on God's word. For then is after, after you've done the word. So he says, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have what? Good success. Good success is God's will for you. And it doesn't matter what your lot in life is right now. It's His will for you to increase. It's His will for you to prosper. It's His will for you to be the head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. It's His will for you to be blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Blessed coming in and blessed going out. Say it me, we're so blessed. blessed. The blessed people people. call us blessed. blessed. Believe it. Believe it. Speak it. Act on it. You are a blessing going somewhere to be a blessing. You are a blessed man. You are a blessed woman going somewhere to be blessed. Every day is my receiving day. Every day is my blessing day. You can receive healing every morning. Just have communion with the Lord and say, I believe I receive healing every day from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. So increase does not come apart from the word. Increase comes 
as you meditate in the Word of God. Now notice in Psalms 1, Psalms 1 verse 1 says, Blessed is the man. Now the word blessed there is happy and to be envied is the man that does. That does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. (laughs) Folks, if you want to be blessed, beware of ungodly counsel. What is ungodly counsel? Ungodly counsel comes from a worldview. What we need to have is a biblical worldview. We need to see the world through the eyes of the Bible. What does the B-I-B-L-E say? So we do not want to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. No. No, we don't want to do that. (laughs) I remember, you know, I had just been off of alcohol and drugs maybe for a couple of months and just gotten out of a treatment center. And I went to see somebody that was a man of the cloth. And uh, he knew that I had just gotten out of treatment. And uh, he offered me a beer. Well, you know, I don't know whether he was testing me or not, but I wasn't about to drink that beer. No matter what his collar looked like. No, I've been delivered from beer. You know, and sometimes you, you, you can go to some crazy counselors. You need to check up sometimes on crazy counselors. And they may even have a fish on their door. And uh, so we, we need to move on. I, I, we, we just need to move on. You know, there's a lot of well-meaning people, but well-meaning is not enough. Well-meaning is not enough. We need to derive our counsel from the spirit of counsel, from the spirit of God. And for men and women that we may submit ourselves to, to get counsel from, we need to know something about them before that we open our hearts to them. Amen. What is their worldview? Amen. So anyway, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight. Say it with me, my delight. My delight is in the word of God. Now notice he says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord or the word of God. And, the, and, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Sounds like Joshua 1.8. Now notice the result. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. Again, the word fruit is increase. This man or this woman that will submit themselves to the word of God and live in it day and night shall bring forth fruit in his season. Now, it doesn't always happen overnight. We certainly wish it did. But oh, thank God, there's a season for reaping. There's a season for sowing and there's a season for reaping. So if you're in that sowing Season, don't give up. Be not weary in well doing. For in due season you will reap if you refuse to faint. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's keep that verse up there. Which bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither. What that says to me, we're not going down. 
We're not going to wither. We're not going to burn out between the amen and the here it is. Say, my leaf ain't going to wither. I'm going to stay strong. His leaf shall not wither. Read the rest with me. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So if whatever you do is prospering, that tells me that you are going to experience increase. So number one, you can experience increase by making sure that you're in the word of God. In Isaiah 55 and verse 9, it says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, I'm so glad that we have God's word in print. Amen. Hold your Bible up or hold your device up. We've got God's word in print. And if you and I will spend enough time in the Word, His thoughts will become your thoughts. And when His thoughts become my thoughts, and His thoughts become your thoughts, you know how you'll be thinking? You'll be thinking increase. You'll be thinking abundance. Not only will you be thinking abundance and increase but you will be speaking increase we need to make sure that we learn the language of redemption the language of those that are redeemed never ever talks about what they don't have those that have been redeemed and have learned this language never talk about what they don't have or what they can't do. That needs to be completely removed from our vocabulary and completely removed from our thought life. Because the devil will come along and tell you, you'll never have enough. He'll come along and say, look at those bills. You're late on this bill. Look at that car payment. You're late on this. You're late on that. He will never ever come to encourage you. He will always come to talk you out of even a message like you're hearing today. And even sometimes he'll cause distractions to come to your mind where you're hearing life-changing truths, not just from me, but from anyone who speaks in this church, keep you distracted to steal the word of God from entering into your heart. And so we learn to learn then the power of concentration and the power of focus. Is that right? So he never comes to encourage us. He comes to discourage us. That is why it's so vital that you and I encourage ourselves in the Lord. How many of you have ever woke up in the morning and didn't feel like getting out of bed? How many were like that this morning? We certainly all have mornings like that where we do not feel like what the Word says we are. But that is where we need, when we need to remind ourselves that we are what the Word of God says we are. And that we can do what the Word of God says we can do. And that we have what the Word of God says we have. 
Amen. Well, the enemy come along and say, you'll never have that. Sorry, devil, I've already got it. I've already got it. It's mine. I have it now. I may not feel it yet. I may not see it yet, but it's mine. Glory to God. Brother Hagin says, real faith always ends with the glad confession. It's mine. I have it now. Say that with me. It's mine. I have it now. So the point is this. He comes to discourage. But the Holy Spirit has come to comfort. The Holy Spirit has come to encourage. And he's given us the means whereby we can encourage ourselves in the Lord. And get filled with his thoughts. And when we are filled with his thoughts, increase is going to come to your mind. It's going to come into your thinking. Somebody says, well, isn't that kind of a fight, Pastor Mark? Yeah, it's a fight. But our fight is not fighting the devil. Some of you need to get this. When the Bible talks about fighting the good fight of faith, it's not talking about warring against the devil. I submit to you the devil's already been defeated. Jesus spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Amen? Jesus rose from the dead and he said, All authority now is given unto you in heaven and in earth. And then he gave us the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. So this war, we're in a warfare. But this warfare is not against a defeated foe. What we need to do where he is concerned is keep him under our feet. If he acts up and sticks his ugly head up, we need to slap him down. (laughs) Just slap him down. Just bind him. Just take the name of Jesus, plead the blood of Jesus, and remind him that he is a defeated foe. Where is he? He's under our feet. Jesus already won for us the victory. So what is this fight all about? Well, in 1 Timothy 6, I believe it is, verse 12, it says, Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. It's kind of like this. There's a tug of war happening. There's a war between what you know and who you know and what you have in Christ and your mind. So the fight that we're fighting is the battle of thoughts. The fight that we are fighting is fighting the good fight of faith to keep those thoughts under our feet and not yield to the feelings, not yield to the depression, not yield to those things that try to discourage us. And that's a full-time job. I said, that's a full-time job. Frederick Casey Price, Apostle Price said this, If you can keep Satan in the realm of the faith arena, you can whip him every time. Amen. Glory to God. So if I spend enough time in the word, I'm going to experience increase. Amen. So here's another way that we can experience increase and become increase minded is ask ourselves, how can I be a blessing to others minded? That's why I invited Keith Hershey up here on Wednesday night. You know, uh, I invited him up here because we want to be a blessing to his ministry. Now, we gave him some money at the beginning of the year. 
and we gave him some money the other day, but we're going to give him more money for his missions. Amen? We're going to be a sowing church. Amen? So ask yourself, how can I be a blessing to others? I believe that that's the greatest purpose for you and I to be alive. What is it? To live to give. To live to be a blessing. To live to dispense good to other people. And I'll tell you what. A vision for increase requires obedience. It really does. Because it's not every time when God speaks to you to do something that you feel like it. The enemy will come along real quick and say, well, you know, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do this, got to do that. And then oftentimes people shelf what God's put in their heart. But notice with me a couple of verses of scripture, if you would. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 19 says this. If you be willing and what? If you be willing and obedient, what are you going to eat? You're going to eat the good of the land. Jerry Savelle did a message years ago when his children were young. And he was talking about obedience. And he looked up that word obedience. And what the Spirit of the Lord ministered to him was, Obedient means do it quickly and quietly. Do it quickly. You see, when God puts something in your heart, do it quickly before the enemy can talk you out of it. If you be willing and obedient, you're going to eat the good of the land. And there's some good of the land that God wants us to eat. Now in Job 36 and verse 11, notice this verse with me. Job 36, 11 says, If you obey and serve me, you will spend your days in prosperity or increase and your years in pleasures. The word prosperity means good things, benefit, welfare, happiness, and bounty. So if you obey and serve him. Did you know that serving him is part of obeying him? Amen. God may have called you to serve in an area of this church or maybe somewhere else. We need to make sure that we obey that quickly. Because our service to the Lord has to do with fearing the Lord. Amen. And as we serve him and obey him, we position ourselves for increase. There's too many people in the body of Christ that are letting someone else do what God called them to do. And it doesn't mean that God loves them any less. How many of the Lord, the Lord loves all of us the same? But... He's not able to bless everyone the same because people have different blessing barometers. It has to do with how obedient you are, how faithful you are, how, how sold out to God's plan for your life you are. Amen. And of course, you can see that around the body of Christ and all over the world. There are just some people that are more blessed than others. God doesn't love them anymore than he loves you, but they're more blessed because they've done more with the word of God that God's given them. Now, we don't have to just sit there and feel sad about that. What we need to do is get busy. The good news is ain't over yet. 
Today's a new day. Amen. You can be more faithful today than you've ever been. You can serve the Lord in your generation than you ever have before. You can serve Him. You can please the Lord with your faith. So I don't want to just sit around and have someone else do what God's called me to do. And you know what? If you sit around long enough, He'll find somebody. And He'll leave you where you are. He loves you. But in 2024, you'll come up short just like you came up short in 2022. See, there are reasons why people are coming up short. They're not tithing. They're not serving. They're only in the house of the Lord, maybe once or twice every three months. They're out fishing. They're out golfing. They're out shopping on Sunday morning when they should be in church. Of course, that has nothing to do with you because you're in church. If you be obedient and willing, you're going to eat the good of the land. Amen. How many of you want to spend your years in pleasure? I like what the NLT says. He says, if they listen and obey God, they will be blessed with prosperity throughout their lives. All their years will be pleasant. All of your years. All of your years. Into your 50s. Into your 60s. Into your 70s. Into your 80s. And Lord willing, into your 90s. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. I think I better read that one more time. If they obey and serve me, they will spend. They will spend their days in prosperity... And their years in pleasures. I looked that word pleasures up. And it means pleasant. And it means sweet. And it means delightful. Life is sweet. Life is delightful. When we align ourselves with the word of God. Pleasant days. Days of heaven upon the earth. I'm not going to live my life seeing how much I can accumulate. Because you know what? When Pastor Mark goes to be with the Lord, he's not taking it with him. Now, of course, I want to leave an inheritance to my children's children. That's the will of God, and we're working on that. But I'm not here to accumulate a bunch of things. What we're here is to seek first his kingdom. And then as we do, things will be added to us. He wants us to enjoy things. He just does not want things to have us. Amen. 
Good preaching, Pastor. Thank you very much. I know that I know that a, a message like this doesn't always go over real well with people that haven't been serving God. And with people that haven't been tithing. But I just want you to know that God loves you. And we love you. And you're not required to serve to come to this church. You're not required to tithe to come to this church. You are welcome in this place. But, Brenda and I, Pastor Tom, Kimberly, Pastor Nancy, we want God's best for you. And we know that if we're going to experience God's best, that includes every one of us, we must be serving God. We must be tithers. We must be givers. Why? Because that's just how the system works. That's just how the Word of God works. Hallelujah. And let me say something else. We are not limited to you. We are not limited to the people sitting in this auditorium today. Why is that? Because we're not looking to you. We're looking to Jesus. And if Jesus chooses to use you in that capacity, so be it. We receive. Amen. Now, the church is not limited by the tithes and offerings that come into the church. Why? Because we serve a big God. I said we serve a big God. And we've had checks from outside sources. One for $200,000. We've had checks come in from different places that have helped us to meet the budget of the church. But I will say this. I believe God's best is for the budget of the church to come through primarily the people in the church. Amen. I believe it with all my heart. Thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. I said, thank you, Lord. Oh, God is faithful. God is good. You know what? My knees stopped knocking a long time ago. Because there are months and there are days when the squeeze is on. But one thing I've noticed, if I stay full of Jesus, and I stay full of the Spirit, and stay full of the Word, when the squeeze is on, all that comes out is Him. All that comes out is Jesus. Say with me, Jesus in the morning. Jesus at noontime. Jesus all day long. Hallelujah. So all I'm saying, he's got streams of provision. He's got channels to see to it that the needs are met in this house. But likewise, he has streams of provision for you for your house. So never limit God to your paycheck. 
Thank God for a paycheck. How many of you like a paycheck? How many of you like a bigger paycheck? I mean, everybody likes paychecks, right? Everybody likes payday. It's good. But what we don't want to do is limit ourselves to that paycheck, thus becoming the only way that God can meet our need. He's able. He's able to give you an increase on your job. Let me see the hands of people that have seen God increase them in their job. Oh, look at that. Look at that. How many others have seen increase come other than your job? Look at that. That's just about 100%. Well, let me encourage you with this. If he did it before... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If he's done it before, he'll do it again. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed out begging for bread. Hallelujah. Now, Let's change it from he will do it again to this. He's doing it again. (laughs) He's doing it again. He is doing it again and 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 again because he is God. Glory to God. There was a time when the squeeze was real strong on me one time. And, uh, you know, the enemy was coming along and lying and being, bringing all sorts of deceptive thoughts. You know, you ought to quit. You know, you're just not enough. As if the responsibility, oops, as if the responsibility of this church is because of my talent. Are you kidding me? The success of this church is not dependent on the charisma of Brenda and me, or Pastor Tom, Pastor Kimberler, or or Pastor Nancy. The success of this church is dependent on the chief shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I learned a long time ago, it is not my call to meet your need. My call is to present Jesus to you and let Jesus meet your need. Come on. He is the great need meter. Better get some different shoes. These are kind of clumsy, but. Well, buy Brenda some shoes and buy me some shoes. Oh, thank you, Lord. So the squeeze was on, and the squeeze will be on. It's what you do with the squeeze. If you allow yourself to be squeezed and get into anxiety and fear and worry, the enemy's got you. But if you will just look at that squeeze and say, hey, 
none of these things move me. I'm not moved by the squeeze. I'm moved by the eternal living word of God, which lives and abides forever. Thank you, Lord. But here's what the Lord gave me. The Lord spoke to me and said, Son, Mark, I'm never going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you helpless. And I will never leave you without support. Man, that was a word from heaven. He will never leave you without support. Why? Because he is upholding you and I by the power of his word. If he's upholding the sun, the moon, the stars in this whole universe by the word of his power, he can see to it that our building is paid for. He can see to it that your PG&E bill is paid for. He can see to it that your needs are met. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody shout, he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. He'll never leave me without support. Hey, let's strike while the iron's hot. hot. Say it with me. Big checks checks are on the way. way. Big checks checks are coming our way. way. Abundance Abundance and provision and increase increase is coming to my house, to my life, to my body. body. God is on the move. God is on the move. Everyone say, hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. Don't limit him. And if your mind starts going kind of waffly on you, switch into Holy Ghost gear. What is Holy Ghost gear? Holy Ghost gear. Get up in your home and walk the floors. And begin to speak out of your heart. For out of your belly is going to flow rivers of living water. Out of your belly is going to flow the power of God that will blow up those obstacles in your way. Hallelujah. I could preach all day, but we're running out of time. Did you get anything out of this morning's message? To God be the glory. Let's stand to our feet right now. Amen. We got about maybe a half of the message done, but you know what? Thank God. We'll be here March 5th, right? There's a requirement for increase. And I think we've made that clear. But don't get under condemnation. You know, if you've gotten behind in your ties, you've gotten behind in some things, hey, just get caught up. Just make a commitment, you know. I'm going to serve God with everything I've got. This day forward, it's a new day. Amen. It's a new season. Glory to God.